Hello, and welcome to Homegrown KC, a podcast dedicated to exploring Kansas City's fascinating history and sharing stories from a church past. I'm your host, Lara. Join me today as we explore a piece of Kansas City's history. Hey y'all. So I had two football-oriented adventures this month. And at first, just gave uh, a quick summary of the adventures in my regular episodes. And then I started thinking about it and I thought, no, I need to edit that, put these two together into a mini-sode and elaborate just a little bit more. So here it is. So the first adventure this month was my grandmother and I went to the Chiefs practice up in St. Joseph. And the second adventure, which I'll get to in a minute, we went to the Chiefs versus Browns pregame, um, sorry, preseason game this past Saturday. My grandmother and I try to go every year. We went on a Tuesday this year. We usually go on a Saturday and it's packed like major concert packed like like taylor swift concert packed right okay i don't know maybe taylor swift is bigger than the chiefs but regardless like it's packed 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 right like you're squished in there um and honestly i was like chiefs fans it'll still be pretty busy on a tuesday no i have seen more people at a high school football game that was there on tuesday so if you want to go see them practice but crowds aren't your thing maybe go on a weekday. It was also really cold when we first got there. So the practice started at 9.30. We thought it was 9 a.m. And we figured gates would open about 8. Like, I'm pretty sure that that's what they do on the Saturdays. Maybe because there's less people, they didn't open until almost 9. I don't know. But we got there at 7 a.m. trying to get a good spot. There were only 20 people, maybe 20 people ahead of us when we first got there. Um... And it was 60 degrees at 7 a.m. in St. Joe in August. So weird. Whatever, the cold. And I mean, seriously, we were in jeans. I had a, two jackets and she had a jacket and a blanket. <laughs> um, it, was, it was just cold until the sun came up. Whatever, cold two-hour wait was worth it. It's always fun to go. And uh, our rookies looked good in practice. They looked good in the couple pregame uh, preseason games that we've had. So I think it's going to be a good season for us. And listeners, I recently had cause to find out that I was right, and it is a good season for us. Okay, so first I have to start off with a shout out to my friend Debbie, who invited me on a spontaneous adventure yesterday, and it was so epic. All right, so we used to work together until she retired a few months ago, and I think I mentioned this before. So, um, at my company, I was one of the few, very, very few people who worked in office every day throughout lockdown and the following two years of pandemic. Debbie did as well. So the 12-ish of us that were there every day, we, we got really close, right? And even though some people are retired or moved on, uh, we still get together for group suppers every couple months. 
Well, she called me late Thursday night out of the blue, and my initial reaction was, oh my god, something is wrong with Vicky, her sister who also worked with us. Um, that was not the case. She's like, no, Laura, everything's fine. I was like, okay. But then she said, my other sister, Brenda, has two extra tickets to Saturday's game. Would you and your grandmother like to go? And I kind of went into shock. I was not expecting that. So I was like, I don't know. Let me call her. <laughs> Turns out nothing was going on Saturday. So yeah, we went. It was amazing. Also, turns out that these tickets are Brenda's boss's season passes. He couldn't make it that day, so he gave them to her. We had VIP parking. We got there early. We tailgated. That was a lot of fun. Um, also, this is my first time I've ever been at a Chiefs football game at Arrowhead. So, like, it was just the most amazing experience. Um, when we got in, our seats were the first row of the club level. So we had to go through the VIP entrance and then up to the second level. Actually, it was like, I think it was like labeled four, which I didn't understand. Um, and then we walked in and we had to, you know, do our tickets again. And then we were like, we had the inside scope where you could sit inside the air conditioning. It's the same place where the, um, the special rooms. I don't know. Big money for him to have these tickets. Anyways, um, as you can tell, I'm still super excited. It was amazing. Um, let me calm down for a minute. Okay. So we played against the Browns and I'll be honest, I was like, the Browns are not a very good team, right? They're ranked fairly low in the NFL. So I thought we're just going to smash them. It's going to be like 40 to zero. And, um, like on the one hand, I'm okay with that. And on the other, I was like, I wish they would give us a little bit of a challenge. Well, turns out we got a huge challenge. Sorry, that was kind of loud. Um, the Browns got three freaking touchdowns in the first quarter, and we only got a field goal. Like, they intercepted and ran in for a touchdown twice in the first quarter. It was really bad. Um, we almost caught up in the second quarter. At halftime, we were still down by a touchdown. Then they got ahead again. Then we caught up. And then for the last... Um, fourth quarter and for part of the third quarter, we were like neck and neck, right? Um, there's only one point difference between us. And then they got a touchdown and they were ahead, but they missed the, the extra point kick. And so we just needed a field goal. Like I was hoping we were going to go for a touchdown. We didn't make it. So, but Kirk kicked in the 44 yard field goal, which is like not a lot for him. He's made like 70 yard field goals, but we were ahead by one with less than a minute left in the game. Everybody was like screaming. I almost lost my voice in the first quarter after those three touchdowns. Um, and then almost lost it again after we won. Screaming and jumping and celebrating. Amazing. What an epic adventure. Thank you, Debbie. Okay. Calm me down. Um, some of the images, some of the pictures I took from the game are available on my social medias if you want to check them out. Now that I have, oh, actually, I'm still really excited. Hang on, let me pause for a minute. Okay, we're good. We're back. We're, we're calm. Um, there's a couple more things I wanted to say about the game. So, you know the infamous kiss cam? I am very, very happy to say that there was no kiss cam at the game because that 
is a potential for consent violation, and even if it wasn't, it's just a super awkward point a camera at people and be like, kiss, kiss. No, no, thank you. Um, so they did hug camera. That was nice. They did, um, they did another specialized camera. I can't think of what it was now. Like, high five or something. And then my favorite was actually they did air guitar camera, which was fun and funny because a lot of y'all apparently don't know how to play air guitar. And I don't know what you were doing. You did, you did not look right. Some of you, you had really good form and you're really getting into it. Um, also, so <laughs> this is just a heads up. Hopefully this doesn't happen to you. Um, if you ever sit on the club level, the half a wall in front of you, if you know, if you're in the very front, like we were, there's then the black ledge in front of that. There's actually a gap between those two. So if you set something on the wall, be very careful. <laughs> you don't then knock it in between the gap. Like my grandmother knocked her phone and it fell all the way down to the next level. Um, thankfully she had a good case on it. Phone did not break. Um, but I heard thunk and I looked and the phone was gone and I looked over the rail and the phone was on the ground. So I uh, literally ran all the way down and was like, okay, which number is it? The numbers are different. And uh, managed to find it. Somebody had picked it up and she had like yelled down at them. Hey, my granddaughter's coming as I was running away. So that was fun. <laughs> um, getting serious for a second before we log off the tomahawk chop. Okay, so I didn't see anyone, um, I mean, there's several thousands of people I didn't see, but I, I didn't notice anyone in war paint or headdress, which is great. Appreciate that the team did outlaw it like two years ago now, maybe three, but I think it was just two. Um, however, the Tomahawk Chop was still very much in attendance. Um, and I know I've talked about this before, you know, white folks apparently were fine with it, but a lot of our fellow citizens, Native Americans, find it very offensive because they feel that it um, mocks their culture. So I started looking around on Google. I've actually got it up now here. Um. It was actually kind of interesting to me, um, for just a, a totally separate reason, um, to see that it's it's not just the Chiefs that do it. Um, apparently, the Braves baseball team also does it, and I thought that they had changed their name. Maybe I was thinking of the Redskins football team, which is no longer the Redskins. Uh, let me pull this up real quick and let's see here. Um, says it's also used by the Florida State, um, and it doesn't say what sport, but I'm assuming football team. Oh, interesting. Also, the English Exeter's rugby team, but uh, Atlanta Braves and Kansas City Chiefs football are the first ones listed. Apparently, it says it's also been used at the high school level. Uh, let's see here. Sorry, I should have read through some of this more before I actually got on here to record. 
It's going to see if it said anything about, like, origins. This particular article does not. Um, but, you know, by those to whom it matters to their culture, more so than just football fans, even though I know a lot of you are diehards, and this is your culture, um, you have been asked to stop. And I wish that more people would take um, take the request seriously. Anyway, um, in summation, the Chiefs practice, which is usually the end of July and August up at St. Joseph, is a ton of fun. $5 for parking, free most days. There are a couple of special days that are $5 tickets to get in. Highly recommend it to anyone who wants to see the Chiefs um, up close and personal. Also, the game was super, super fun, and I would love to recommend it. However, I know that the tickets are hella expensive. And uh, Oh, I guess that was the other thing. Do tailgate. The tailgating was really fun, and the food inside... So we did tailgate, we had hot dogs and um, brownies and pasta at 10 a.m. So halfway through the game, I was like, I'm hungry, I see people with food, I'm gonna go find me something. And I should have just got a bucket of popcorn for like six bucks, but I was like, you know what, them chicken and fries look good. And chicken and fries ended up being like 22 bucks, plus my drink, which was also very good, um, fresh squeezed cherry limeade was another eight bucks. So I spent like 30 bucks on food. Um, yeah, the food in there is really expensive. So recommend tailgating beforehand. That way that you don't have to pay for food. I hope you will consider becoming a financial supporter of the show. There are several ways you can do so. You can subscribe to patreon.com slash homegrownkc or redcircle.com slash homegrownkc. You can also give a one-time donation at redcircle.com or coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash homegrownkc. You can give as little or as much as you want, even as little as $1 a month. Once you sign up and subscribe to the show, you will be charged on that day and then on the first of every following month. If you become a patron supporter, you get three things. An item from the merchandise store valued at $5 or less. A shout-out on every episode and social media post. Thank you, Joan, for your continued support. And you get access to exclusive bonus content featuring local historians, archivists, and museum curators. Everyone who simply donates will receive, will receive a shout-out on the next available episode, but you do not get access to the bonus content or anything from the merchandise store. Additionally, if you simply donate on coffee, 1% of that donation automatically goes to help fight climate change. I did not record any Patreon episodes this month. However, I did finally upload my last two Patreon recordings earlier in the month. Um, that's with Jennifer Lovesey Mast, who is World's of Fun historian, and Andrew Gustafson about their current special exhibit, The Transformative Nature of Trains in Johnson County. I also don't have anything planned next month, but I have reached out to a few people. Hopefully, I'll have answers soon. If you cannot support me monetarily, you can still support me by liking, following, and subscribing my social media pages. That's Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube. Also, tell your friends and family your coworkers, your neighbors, the guy down the street that you don't like about me, get them to start listening. Uh, word of mouth is the best way to get new followers. 
I am Homegrown KC everywhere. Also, rate and review me wherever you listen, especially on Apple Podcasts. You can visit my website for additional information on every topic. That's homegrownkc.wordpress.com. And you can sign up for my newsletter there. That is the only place where you can sign up for my newsletter. Once a month, you'll receive an email that says, here's what's new, what's upcoming with the website. Uh, It's just a good way um, with the podcast, not the website. It's a good way to stay up to date. And uh, I think in the future, I would really like to do some giveaways through the newsletter. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or episode suggestions, you can email me at homegrownkcpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on any of my social media networks. If you want to check out what merchandise I have available, go to www.zazzle.com. That's Z-A-Z-Z-L-E dot com slash store slash homegrown underscore KC underscore store to see what is available. Thank you goes out to my talented sister-in-law, Sarah McCombs, for the creation of my logo, to the dear missus for the use of their song Kansas City as the intro and outro music of every episode, and to local libraries, which enable me to gather all my research. And thank you for listening. A final special thank you to my friend Debbie, her sister Brenda, and Brenda's boss for an epic adventure last Saturday. Cheers! seem to shake this feeling and I can seem to get you off my